there is one thing that is on the lips of almost every single South African right now. The Rugby World Cup Final 2023. We go up against one of our old rivals, New Zealand, or as their rugby team is more commonly known, the All Blacks. So we decided to have our own little World Cup Final on the Birding Life podcast. We got a South African birder to choose their five favorite green and gold South African birds. And then we got a New Zealand birder to choose their favorite all black New Zealand birds. We then put these birds head to head, well, maybe beak to beak in a scrum to see which birds would come out on top. And well, just maybe the country's birds that come out on top might be the oracle of truth as to who will lift that famous Webb Ellis trophy. Only time will tell. This is a crack of an episode that we had lots of fun recording, and we are sure that you're going to love it. We just wonder if BirdLife South Africa had a trick up their sleeve when choosing 2023's aptly coloured Bird of the Year. The Cape Parrot's plumage definitely shows that as a nation, even our birds are back in the box. In the spirit of green and gold, we encourage our listeners to stand together and make a contribution to BirdLife South Africa. In this episode, we will share about 10 amazing birds, five of those being iconic South African species that many have grown to love. Just like rugby, birds have a way of uniting us across the racial, religious, cultural, and the social economic things that can self and divide people. If everyone made even a small contribution, together we would definitely achieve more. And see the birds that we so love being conserved. We'll put a link in the notes to the show to help you make a contribution, or simply search for BirdLife South Africa on either Google or on your favorite social media platform. We're also excited to be partnering with Sankob during season eight of the podcast. One of the coolest ways that you can support them is by supporting their Adopt a Penguin program. Simply go onto the Sankob website and get all the details. We'll pop a link in the notes to the show. Come on, let's get 20 penguins adopted before the end of December. If you have any value from this podcast, supporting these two fantastic organizations is a great way to show your support. In case you don't know, my name is Adam, and I'm the host of this proudly South African birding podcast. This podcast is your number one source of news about birds, birders, destinations, conservation, gear, books, and anything that we think birders would want to hear about. Bring new life to your garden this spring with Westerman's Wild Bird Seed, a delicious seed mix attracting a variety of wild birds to your garden. Find it at various pet and lifestyle retailers across South Africa, online and in-store. Westermans for the love of birds. Without further ado, let's kick this week's World Cup Birding Life episode off. So tomorrow night, Saturday night, if you are listening to the show after the, the week after it's been out, is the biggest night in sporting history. I know the Americans think it's a Super Bowl and that, but we play real sport in South Africa and New Zealand. And Saturday night is the Rugby World Cup final. Um, the team that wins will be the first team to win four World Cup titles. I mean, that's freaking fantastic in itself. And so what we decided was, I decided we're going to do a little bit of a, a World Cup birding challenge. And we'll talk about the challenge. But the reason we're doing this is this, is I think it was during the Soccer World Cup, or one of the, the lesser sports that happened around the world, there was an octopus they used to use. And this octopus was like the oracle of truth. Uh, it would kind of predict and wherever it touched, they would predict that that was the team that was going to win the game. So what I decided, we're going to do a little bit of a bird challenge. And at the end of this year, if you are wondering, if you listen to this on Friday night and you are wondering which team is going to win the 2023 Rugby World Cup, 
you need to look no further. This episode is going to reveal the winning team for tomorrow. So I've got two fantastic guests. Um, I've got someone that's going to represent the Springboks, um, and I've got someone who is going to represent uh, New Zealand. So I'm not going to ask the New Zealand guy to do the haka before because uh, I don't know how his how his uh, you know how it will come out. So rather we won't get to that. But let's start with we will we'll start with the opposition from uh, so Shane. Uh, we got Shane McPherson. He is representing New Zealand. Uh, so Shane, can you just introduce yourself and tell us a little about yourself so people know who we are who we are we are going against. Yeah, kia ora. How's it going? It's um, it's uh, I got a foot in both countries. Um, I graduated at Massey University in two thousand and five with um, a diploma in conservation management, and I sort of got into um, birds of prey there when I was um, helping a PhD student with his his study on New Zealand falcon. Um, but I've always loved wildlife and and especially Africa and. In 2012, I moved to Durban and I started a PhD on crowned eagles there. I'd lived in South Africa for eight years, um, been out birding and got a, a reasonable list of just over 600. And now I've moved to Austria and I am, yeah, I'm working on various um, projects in all sorts of places, but um, the crowned eagle project is still my baby and t- 11 years running now. I'm looking forward to heading back to Durban next week. You've literally got legendary status. And whenever anyone mentions anything about crowned eagles in Durban, so we find a crowned eagle nest, it's like, oh, you've got to tell Shane. So we actually, we've got two crowned eagles nets, nests in Mams and Toti. We've got one that's on, I'm trying to remember the road. You never remember when you're doing these recordings. But yeah, it's quite cool. It's You get quite a nice view into the nest and uh, such such amazing birds. I think I think at the moment, I think there's actually... Um, chicks on the nest right now so yeah maybe when you're in Durban you'll maybe visit some of these these nests so yeah you got legendary status yeah that's right and in dune side there um the the nest is nicely visible from the road it's in the suburbs like many of the other nests in the in Durban city and my project I climb into the nests and I put um, ID rings on every chick that we can get our hands on and all the citizens of Durban are invaluable in our project. They send us sightings of these birds throughout their lives. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, so thanks for all the hard work you've done around this um, often misun- misunderstood species. I think there's a lot of crowned eagle gets a really bad rap with, you know, obviously all pet owners are scared of them and that, but thanks for all the hard work you do. So let's chat to our Boca representative. So we got Tristan Spurway. He has been on the show before. So Tristan, welcome to the podcast. For people that haven't listened, to this to any of your episodes or don't know who the heck you are can you just tell us a little bit about yourself so we know who you are how's it everybody thanks for having me adam how's it chan um so uh, as adam mentioned my name is tristan i um i actually have a, a deep investment in this topic because i am a retired semi-professional rugby player so i played um flank in high school and played wing for the university of pretoria's uh, rugby team um, I am a devout Springbok. I don't care where I am. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was on the Caprivi Strip in Namibia, and I made sure I had the smallest cell phone in my hands to watch the Ireland South Africa game, which is a bit of a disappointment, but that's okay. Um, so I would just like to say, uh, before I start any of this, I'm very sorry to all the New Zealanders listening to this in advance, um, and congratulations to the 
South Africans on our victory on Saturday. Um, and I have chosen the ideal green and gold birds to represent our country and to make sure that we take this World Cup. All I can say is, I mean, if you look at the Springbok front row, they really are powerful. But these birds are a lot more. This is this is a lot more attractive green and gold selection than the, than the front row of the Springbok because they might have power, but these birds are beautiful. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, um, I'm actually a. Uh, I, I like to say I'm a part-time student and a full-time guide. So I get to spend a lot of time with a lot of these green and gold birds. And I can say, without a doubt, that these birds represent the Springboks in many, many ways. So we're going to, just a bit of an overview of how we're going to do this. Um, What I've asked is I've asked Shane and I've asked Tristan to each select five species. So what uh, Tristan has selected his five favorite green and gold South African birds. I've got a couple, an idea of a couple he might choose. And we'll share some, he will justify and tell us why that bird is the most amazing bird and why that bird uh, really, really, you know, trumps any bird from New Zealand. And then Shane is going to tell us all about his his all-black New Zealand birds. And he's going to try and justify and tell us why we should vote for that. And what we can do at the end of each round, we're going to vote. And then at the end of the, the whole podcast, we will tell you the scores and pretty much whichever team comes out on top that is a team that's gonna win the world cup we are pretty confident now here's the thing south africa has more than 870 species i mean we are spoiled for choice we got some amazing birds amazing birding destinations new zealand only has about 230 species so the scales are already tipped in south africa's favor but with that being said the South African population, uh, people population, is about 59 million, just under 60, 60, 60 million. New Zealand, which have beaten us, sadly, Tristan, on many, on, on quite a few occasions, sadly, have only have a population of 5 million. So, you know, all of the scales are tipped in, 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 in terms of South Africa with, you know, about the, with numbers. There's no reason it's, it could be quality over quantity. But just as a disclaimer, Tristan, you know what I'm talking about right now. We won't go too much into it. We will keep this podcast to English and we won't talk about white birds because we might get into trouble. So we're not going to go that way, Tristan. And we'll we'll keep speaking in English. Perfect. <laughs> and I mean, uh, with uh, Mbonambi, uh, with all the issues happening around Mbonambi right now, I think that's probably the best choice. Yeah. So let's get into it. Uh, so what I'm going to do is we will, okay, let's, let's let the opposition start, Tristan. So we'll let the opposition go first. So Shane, uh, you are going to tell us your first all black um, New Zealand species, and you're going to tell us why your mic is muted at the moment. You're just going to have to unmute your mic, and then you can tell us your first species and justify why you think it should be a challenger. Yeah, right on. Uh, Tristan put on quite a challenge there, and I uh, just feel like breaking out into a haka. Um, we all as kids grow up with rugby in our blood, and although I don't um, play play sport now and play rugby. I didn't get to any level like uh, Tristan did. I did play um, high school rugby and and reps into early years of university, but uh, I ended up breaking collarbones three times because of rugby, um, which put a dent in my basketball career as well. Jane, can I just say before we carry on, if if we, the, we might be talking about birds here, but if the three of us were to get into a fight, I can tell you something with if you look at Tristan's build, there's only yeah, sure. one winner. He would like finish us. I mean, he'd finish both of us, never mind just one of us. He'd finish all of us. This Oak's got like a build, like if he was green, he'd be the yeah, incredible hulk. <laughs> you guys are lucky. I'm a big friendly giant. Okay, Shane, go for your first bird. Tell us the first one. I'm going to um, start off with one of the 
smallest of New Zealand's blackbirds. And uh, um, people might know about the New Zealand fantail. It's, I don't know, I have actually haven't caught one and had one in the hand. I don't know how many grams, but it's uh, maybe 15 grams. Um, there is a uh, melanistic morph on the wet west coast of the South Island where we get huge amounts of rain. And in those forests, you're hiking on some of the great hikes in New Zealand. And these New Zealand fantails, they'll come up to you on the path. And as you're walking along and stirring up the, the midges, the, the mohis, the fantails will be buzzing around, flicking around. They've got incredible agility. Yeah, good, a good scrum half for the team. Uh, super agile and really friendly. I must say, this is a bird I've never, ever seen. Tristan, I don't know if you know, do you know about the New Zealand fantail? Um, I do. Uh, funnily enough, just to add on to, to the rugby stories, I was supposed to do a New Zealand rugby tour um, in 2016, I think it was, to obviously to New Zealand, to Christchurch with my school. And I spent hours and hours researching all the birds I could see in New Zealand. And this was probably the main bird that was on my list. I'm just looking on the the birds of the world at the moment. I mean, there's the you know the picture they've got isn't obviously the 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 melanistic the 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 more black one. What a beautiful bird! I mean, it's uh, just a very very unique. It's almost like a little very round, very flat face. It almost reminds me a little bit of a like a fly like it's almost like looks flycatchery. Yeah, yeah, very. Uh, that's spot on. It's a a flycatcher in its habits, um, but it's very aerial. Um, you might see on those pictures with its tail fan, the tail is the same size as the body. And uh, they use that incredible rudder to do 180 turns in mid-air um, to pick up all these little mosquitoes and midges that you're stirring up as you're walking along New Zealand's forests. I must say, we've started on a really good bird. This is like, you know, in terms of, you know, often often people like look at the colorful species and that, but looking at this species here, really a beautiful, beautiful species. I can, yeah, really not going to be easy one to beat, Tristan. So you've really got, you've got your back against the wall to go for, uh, get to start. Uh, um, South African supporter, but I'm really like, leaning towards the fantails. So, Tristan, are you ready to go for it and tell us your first species? Well, I must say I'm a bit uh, bit nervous after this, but it, it kind of reminds me of our, um, I'm sure you know, Adam, our great tit flycatcher. Um, behavior seems very similar, and everybody loves a great tit flycatcher. So if the behavior is anything like them, it's an amazing bird. Um, the bird that I've chosen to, to, to compete with this one, uh, it's well known to many, many South Africans. Um, and it's, it's a staple of our low felt. Um, and that is the brown-headed parrot. So the reason I've chosen this is our green and gold bird. It's got a beautiful green body. And the, the, main, the main way you know that you've seen one of these birds is you'll have an insanely loud flock flying over, bright, bright golden wings just coming flashing over you. And I would say you could probably compare it to watching Cheslin Colby run on the New Zealand sideline. Quick little flash. And he's gone. Oh, parrots are parrots are cool, Shane. So I mean, this is like I must be honest with you. Uh, I was saying before this, I'm going to go South Africa way all the way because I support Diboka and I want to make sure Diboka win. But this is not an easy selection. I must be honest with you. Yeah, the the brown-headed parrots are a nice one. They're incredibly um, fast and and difficult to spot in one of those flocks zooming overhead. Um, New Zealand can represent also with the green and gold with a few of our parrots, like the yellow-fronted parakeet. Um, yeah, really rich, vibrant colors. I'm just going to add on here. Um, I think the one thing that makes this parrot 
distinctively South African is that firstly, any young boy, any young girl, any South African gets so excited about their Kruger weekend trip, their Kruger week trip. And these are normally the first birds to introduce you to the park. They'll be all around the tree, loud, just going absolutely ham for fruit. And that gets your blood just pumping and excitement going as soon as you arrive in the park. I'm going to just say, you know, talking about the brown-eyed parrot, you know, we went to Kruger, I think, earlier this year. Yes, years ago so fast. But I'm really, like, terrible with bird, uh, with calls. Uh, Tristan knows about that. I'm not good with calls. But I remember going into Kruger and we heard these birds squawking and we are like, what the heck is that? And, yeah, I was quite proud that I actually was like, oh, that's a brown-eyed parrot. And we've got the, we just exactly what what you said it's one of the birds that's so cool to get in kruger so what we're going to do is is we've got a little whatsapp uh group going here with um and we're going to ask you all to vote and we're going to well not all of you the three of us are going to vote and shane's going to go on there also and we're going to vote for the first selection so vote for the fantail or parrot and go for there while we're doing that there we have an awkward conversation well results are through if we were rich and had lots of money, we would have had a drum roll now. <laughs> but the, the first bird to go through um, is the New Zealand Fantail, 3-0. How crazy is that? Tristan also votes it. So well done. Shane, New Zealand is one up in this, and I think it's well done. So yeah, I've never bird I've never seen. And this is what's cool about these podcasts. I think it's great to learn about species that I would never known about. What a cracker species what uh, conservation status it's not they're not they're not threatening anything eh, Shane? um no they're not they're one of the more common birds you'll encounter on any bush hike and uh it's just that the the melanistic the the black morph is very rare i, I can't recall it might be at around 10 or 15 percent of of the individuals you might see on the west coast so when you bump into a, a full black one um an all black fantail it's uh, quite something special. I have to ask a really good choice. Um, I mean, like we have um, obviously the melanistic gabar goshawks, and whenever you see this pure black bird flying, it's just, it's incredible. Um, and I actually, while we were on this podcast now, I looked up some of these melanistic individuals, and they are, it's, it's the epitome of, of, of an all black bird. So, yeah, great choice. I think that's another thing. That's like another dimension of birding. It's like, you know, when you start off, there's you know there's the 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 normal form, the normal coloration of the bird, the normal plumage, and then the more you get into birding, then you want to kind of see these different um, variations. And it's like, yeah, it's such a it's a crazy. And then you get guys like I know Zach um, Simpson. He was like trying to get all the subspecies of of different birds and the regional variations. And yeah, you, it's like a crazy rabbit hole uh, you can go down. Um, I'm not in that rabbit hole, but. I'd love to see one of these. This is a really cool bird. So Shane, well done. Uh, New Zealand is wonderful up. I hope this is not a sign. This might be just like Saturday when we were kind of winning the World Cup, when England were ahead of us and we caught up. So uh, Tristan, I'm going to hand over to you. Um, seems as you are behind. I think we'll do the person who's behind will get to call the next one. So yeah, let's go for your green and gold species, your, all, your South African green and gold species. Over to you, Tristan. All right, so uh, don't worry, my fellow South Africans. I've chosen a bird that is basically unbeatable. I remember my first time seeing one. It was just a flash, but it still sends shivers down my spine. Good type, a good type of shivers. Um, and that bird is the African emerald cuckoo. Um, so the awesome thing about these birds, firstly, is um, that call. So they, they only arrive 
uh, around September, October time uh, in our forests and, and uh, river and woodlands in some areas. And uh, this is beautiful, pretty Georgie sound, which absolutely like, it's just, just reminds me of, of my favorite birding spot, Mokubus uh, Kloof. And uh, seeing one of these birds sitting for the first time is in, in perfect light is incredible. It's these beautiful green and gold. It almost looks like somebody put garnets on a bird. It's, it, the, its feathers stand out and they stick out. Um, and just seeing one is an experience that cannot be compared to a lot of things. It's an amazing bird. I, I, think, I think it's one of the species. I mean, like we get our purple crested terraco in um, KZN and it's, it's a beautiful bird but it's got a call that is absolutely horrendous. I mean, it's probably second to a hardy dog, just not as loud, but a beautiful bird. Um, you know, it's a bird which whose call matches its, 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 its beauty. I remember, you know, funny enough, just the place I first saw them was uh, just under, just near a crowned eagle nest in Ashburton. And it was one of these nemesis birds, these birds that I'll always be going to uh, go and try to get went up to Ashburton and yeah, we just saw one kind of on the top of the tree calling. I was super excited and we went up the road a bit and managed to get one like almost in front of us. And it's just like, it's one of those birds. It's absolutely spectacular. It's like, like breathtakingly beautiful. And the call is just like, it's, it's, it's like you said, uh, Tristan, it's one of those calls that uh, it knows it's pretty and it tells you it's pretty. I mean, it's such an amazing bird. Eh? Um, what a cracker choice. I mean, Shane, you have you had any experiences with African animal cuckoo? Oh, Tristan, you really kicked one between the sticks. That is, uh, yeah, just an amazing one. And and the memory that I have from um, so it took me a little while to to get my first African emerald cuckoo. You hear them all the time, up especially in those midlands forests. And I went up to Benvy Gardens looking for orange ground thrush. And uh, early early in the morning, the mist was just lifting out of the forest and. And we heard him and we started chasing him down and came around and looked up and he was sitting on one of these like old dead branches with a ray of sunshine lighting up all the iridescent green on his back and just screaming into the fog. Pretty Georgie. Yeah. Yeah. That's a top bird. I'm going to try my best and see if I can get a call to show it kind of sounds. This is kind of the call. Did that come through for you guys? It didn't, but I can do one with my, uh, I can whistle one. Yeah, okay. Well, Tristan's going to whistle the call of the African emerald cuckoo. So here comes the, this is like an impersonation. Then he <laughs> might just get one flying outside his window now because he's doing a bit of call. So this starts out. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not a, a whistling expert, but I'm going to try my best. Whoa, whoa, let me try that one more time. That's, that's about the best I can do. But it gives a good, uh, good, good idea of what the call sounds like. Yeah, let me have a crack. Well, we'll see, we'll see who an African animal cuckoo would flies outside their window and we'll know who did the better one. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a good thing this is a bird competition and not a, a whistling competition. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, so uh, Shane, let's hear your next bird, your all-black South African species, tell, or all-black um, New Zealand species. Tell us your next candidate. Yeah, I don't want to go head-to-head with uh, another one of my top picks, so I'm going to take a second-ranked one here and uh, counter your emerald cuckoo with a, a khaki, a black stilt. Um, so I think in the opening there, you talked about the 
the African black oyster catcher. Um, we've also got a few black uh, shorebirds. So we've got the variable oyster catcher, which is endemic to New Zealand. But the uh, the black stilt is um, incredibly endangered, and uh, they have an interesting lifestyle where they you can only find them now. There's maybe 170 um, adults surviving in the wild in the high alpine areas of the centre of the South Island and amongst the Southern Alps and Mount Cook on those um, braided gravel riverbeds. Um, they forage along those uh, those gravel areas in some of the tarns and the, the wetlands in these um, snowy alpine areas. And yeah, they're, they're under incredible threat and they're a bit of an indicator for uh, how the invasive um, cats and ferrets and hedgehogs uh, wander along these braided riverbeds, um, snapping up all the, the breeding shorebirds alongside other really iconic New Zealand species like the Rybel, the only bird in the world with a bill that turns to the side. Yeah, so that's that's the kaki or black stilt. Oh, what an amazing bird. Um, you know, just looking at the uh, looking at the species, I mean, these blackbirds are absolutely spectacular. It's almost like if you've got a South African species, got a drongo and you like stretch the legs out and it's got like and stretch the bull out. It's kind of like that. But what a what a stunning bird. Tristan, are you familiar with the black stilts at all? Uh, I actually am. I, I watched a couple of videos, um, not even last week on them. Um, uh, honestly, if, if it wasn't the, the, the emerald cuckoo up against this bird, I probably would have voted for this bird. They are incredible. They almost look like, I don't know, like a black wing stilt that has had somebody just pour a whole lot of like petrol and oil all over it. Honestly, when, when we were chatting about doing this, I mean, I actually thought that would be quite easy to almost just, you know, separate like the colorful birds. But I mean, you look at this bird here, honestly, it's absolutely, it's, 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 it's stunning. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful bird. I mean, yeah, uh, I'm, again, I'm really, I'm torn between my, my choice and, uh, even Tristan, I'm sure you voted for your African animal cuckoo. It's not an easy selection again. Um, so yeah, let's vote and let's see what we go for with number two. During voting, um, I just wanted to make mention about that whole colorful thing. So so funny enough, it's you normally expect the colorful bird to win. But for me as a birder personally, uh, most of my favorite birds are actually black and white birds. Um, Southern, Pied, Southern Pied Babbler is one of my top birds, easily in my top five. Um, I absolutely love Acacia Pied Barbets. I mean... Honestly, I would see a lot of these birds over something like a bushrike most days. Yeah, it's actually like stunning, and and the the, the species that um, you know, you know, again, it's like you say, my my favorite species actually is also a black species, which is the African oyster catcher. The bird for this one here is uh, again a three 0 result, and this one went the way of the cuckoo. So well done, Tristan. We are one all. Uh, we are coming back gone through the posts um three all uh, we are doing well or one all but i'm talking about penalties now well done as always the birding life is proud to be associated with Sarovsky optic one of the world's leading producers of binoculars monoculars and spotting scopes as well as the bird lasser bird logging app spot plot play a part download and install the app to play your part in social conservation one of the ways that you can help us to keep putting out the content that we are releasing is by supporting our online shop. We sell optics, books, Westerman's products, and a whole lot more. Check out the shop on our website, www.thebirdinglife.com. If you need any help with any of the products, please don't hesitate to email us on info at thebirdinglife.com. 
we're going to move on to bird number three. So, Shane, uh, you lost the last round, so we will let you go first. Bird number three, tell us your next New Zealand all-black bird. Right on. Thank you very much. Um, we're going to go to the waters now. Uh, you can't go to New Zealand as a birder and not do a pelagic. New Zealand's got some incredible diversity, uh, including a whole bunch of endemic um, seabirds. And what I've picked is the Westland petrel. Um, it's uh, pretty hard to tell apart from some of the other black uh, petrels. Um, Spectacle petrel has got that flash of white around the eye. But the black petrel was only identified around 1945. And its uh, unique difference from the other dark, large petrels is the black tip on its bill, which is otherwise white along the sides. And this is one of those birds that um, can really tough it out in the harshest of storms in the Southern Ocean. They're down there in the the roaring 40s and the furious 50s, and they're going from New Zealand across to Chile and the Humboldt Current and back. And they breed only in a very small part of the west coast of the South Island in New Zealand. And one of my favorite memories was on a, a birding trip down the South Island and going around the coast. And if you park up on, on the roadside on a quiet road along the west coast, you sit there with a hot flask of uh, tea and wait until it gets dark and then hundreds and, and hundreds of these Westland petrels cruise over coming out from the coast and up into the foothills of the, the wet um, west coast forests. So that's my pick. Yeah, I know New Zealand is quite known for pelagic birding. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people's chat about that. But Tristan, this is another one that, uh, as soon as um, Shane said he's going towards a pelagic species, I was worried because I must be honest with you. I mean, we did the the flock to Marion trip uh, last year. I think it was again. All these years go very fast, and it's just like as soon as you you mention pelagic, pelagic birds are are just there's something special about them. Um, so yeah, when you mentioned pelagic. Already, I was like leaning towards the pelagic species because pelagic species, you got to say, are oh, super cool, Tristan. Yeah, you know, I actually think Shane is cheating. Yeah, because this is, he's, he's, he's uh, targeting all my weaknesses. Um, I absolutely love seabirds. Um, I was actually a guide on that flock to Marion. And uh, to not fall in love with seabirds, you'd have to be crazy. Um, this is going to be a tough one to match. Let's let's put out the dirty secrets now. There was a species that you said if you see that bird, you're going to go bird on the top of the. You're going to go stand in your speedo. Which was the species you were after? You said if that bird shows up, you're going to go on the deck in your speedo. Which was that bird? <laughs> um, it was a while ago. Um, I, I actually, I'm not even sure if I can if I can really remember. It might um, have been a light mantled city albatross. No, no, I, th- I think it was a Tristan albatross actually. Ah, okay. um, obviously it's my namesake and uh, the the rarity behind them i mean i was i was ready to do anything well then you let us down because you actually saw tristan albatross so you actually owe south africa uh standing on the deck in your speed i don't know if that's scary or good i don't know so <laughs> let's rather just move on to your third species before we get into trouble because otherwise this is going to start getting like pg and that so let's move on to your third species let's see if you can beat a, pel- a pelagic species i'm really leaning towards a pelagic already just saying so this is quite sad for the 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 world cup final and the whole of south africa is relying on you tristan no 
pressure at all? Uh, no pressure. Well, uh, just just to to uh, back up my previous statement, if we win the World Cup, I'll do a a to clack in one of those uh, South African speedos. But uh, swiftly moving on, um, I have chosen probably one of the epitomes of South African birding, and this is whether you're from the West Coast all the way up until uh, just like far, far north, I mean, uh, mid Limpopo. So this bird is sometimes called the bully of the bush. Um, and obviously we have the bullies of the rugby field. We've got big boys, we've got Urban, who doesn't shy away from throwing a fist here and there. Um, and and this, bird, this bird is extremely territorial. Um, another thing that will give, give this bird away is it's almost like a, there's somebody's cell phone going off in the, in the bush vault. It's almost like I'm going to try and <laughs> imitate again, but it's, uh, it's something similar to this. Whoa. And uh, that bird is a bokmakidi. So, uh, I mean, even the name is, is South African. Um, and you cannot go anywhere, especially within the grasslands of South Africa, even in the Karoo. I mean, I, I saw some very strange looking ones in, on, in West Coast National Park. And uh, I know for most South Africans, seeing one is always a pleasure. Fantastic species. Again, one of those like species that is uh, very iconic in the you know the bushveld that like such a such a beautiful species but bokbekeri versus petrol this is like a really difficult uh choice um <laughs> I, I'm, I'm putting the vote out there i'm really like deciding which way i'm going to go so the votes on the whatsapp group i don't know which way i'm going to go on this one um yeah so one vote to the bokbekeri see which way shane goes oh my word south africa is going to hate me for this i'm going for the petrol Sorry, Tristan. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not looking good. Oh, my word, Adam. I thought I would leave you the decider there, and I thought you'd go for your your homeland. Um, Bok Makiris are great. Um, one of the – well, in terms of, like, taxonomy and the groups of birds that I identify with various countries, the shrikes and the bush shrikes really represent in southern Africa. And, yeah, the Bok Makiri is one of those um, – widespread, uh, more easy to see um, shrikes. And we even have um, at home right here, we have a, um, a painting of a black sparrowhawk in pursuit of a bokmakeri um, hanging in our living room. That's so, so awesome. It's just, again, it's one of those birds that's just distinctive of South African birding and yeah, really beautiful bird. But Let's head on, let's get to the fourth species and hopefully we're going to do another South Africa, England. So Tristan, you are behind, so you're going to get to choose first. Um, you got to, you got to like pull it out the bag now. We got like two birds to go. We are two, one behind, four South Africa, Hoi. All right. So I tried to stick as true as possible to the green and gold. Um, I basically chose only birds that were green and gold. So this next bird, um, I know for me, when I first started birding, I think I saw it in my first, let's call it 200 birds. And uh, I, didn't, I almost didn't believe it was real. Um, it, it absolutely took my breath away. So my green and gold uh, bird choice today would be a full breeding male malachite sunbird. Now, um, I'm familiar with the sunbird. They, in, in the males in their breeding season get these beautiful golden tufts in almost, I'd say, in the armpits, just for the for the layman, um, to uh, when they're displaying, and they are absolutely stunning. Any any highland area you go to in South Africa, basically, you'll have them as soon as the sugar bushes are flowering. 
these songbirds come in with a beautiful repertoire of songs and uh oh, there's just there's just nothing else there's nothing like hearing them call and watching them do their thing around all these little sugar bushes no that's a that's a fantastic choice i mean i've <laughs> yeah, the only thing with I've, i remember doing going down to cookstadt to mount curry nature reserve doing photos of them and yeah, we walked up this little copy to get photos of them, and it was a walk of hell. I think we stepped over like, ah, uh, jeez, I don't even, I don't even want to know how many snakes we stepped over. But really, went up and walked and walked and walked to walk. I thought I was going to die, but got some cool photos. It's like really an absolutely stunning species. It's it's one of those species that when you see it, it's just like beautiful. Um, Shane, any any experience with them at all? Yeah, yeah, that's a top pick there. Malachite, sunbird. Um also plenty around the midlands and in the protea farms and stuff but for me one of the highlight memories was doing a special trip up sunny pass and we were there when all the proteas were were blooming and the malachite males were in full just absolutely crisp plumage catching the sunlight iridescence singing their hearts out in that kind of landscape yeah it's magic yeah shane you mentioned that sunny pass you know going up sunny pass i think you know, in terms of South Africa, South African birding, I mean, uh, you know, Tristan's mentioned Kruger, which is spectacular. I would say in terms of like breathtakingly amazing birding, I think pelagic birding is the one side of it, which is just blows my mind. But maybe I'm a bit biased because I'm a KZM birder, but I think, you know, going up Sani Pass is something super special. I mean, the birds you encounter, Drakensberg, Rock Jumper, you know, just the species that you get up there. And just, it's not just the species, it's the trip up. Absolutely amazing. I don't know what your thoughts on that, Tristan. I think Sani Pass must be, if you come to South Africa and you do a trip to South Africa, do Kruger, do Cape Town, do all this stuff, but you've got to do Sani Pass. Sani Pass is something that if you have not done, it has to be on your wish list. Whether you're a birder or if you're just visiting the country, I mean, how cool is how cool is Sony Pass, Tristan? Sony Pass is absolutely breathtaking. Um, I mean, I've only done it a handful of times in my life, but the the amount of rare and endemic species you can get up there, paired with breathtaking views. I mean, you can take a photo of a bird, quarter of a frame. It doesn't need to be a full frame at all, and the background just makes the photos just breathtaking. And I mean, even like talking about these sunbirds, you'll, you'll normally see them feeding on these proteas and sugar bushes um, with gurney sugarbirds, which is which just makes it even more special. Uh, and and I think one of the one of the coolest things about Sani Pass, um, which is probably the young the young uh, danger loving uh, boy in me, is the fact that it's such a dangerous road to drive that it it keeps your adrenaline pumping. Oh, it's it's amazing. So if you're coming to South Africa. Uh, if you are South African, you haven't done Sony Pass, make it happen. It's amazing. I think Roof of Africa Tours do it. They, they're based in Sony Pass, but any of the companies you get hold of, Rock Jumper Tours, um, you know, any of the companies, they, they do these tours up, uh, up there. Awesome to do. Shane, over to you. Your fourth um, all-black New Zealand species. Let's see if you're going to keep the lead. This could actually, this could win it for you, just saying. So, Pull, pull everything out the bag in this one. Yeah, I'm going to try. Um, I thought I would uh, try and match the sunbird head-to-head with another nectar eater. Um, really, it seems to be a totem bird for me. It's my favorite uh, passerine, and it is um, 
also a very common bird in New Zealand, one of the few endemics that's doing quite well, and that's the tui. The old English version was called the Parsons bird because it's mostly it looks mostly black with these two curly um, uh, uh, feathers that stick out from the throat. But with the tui, um, if you catch them in bright sunshine, it's not just a black bird. It's all manner of iridescent greens, blues, and purples. And um, I think the one thing that the tui has over the malachite sunbird is it also has a magnificent song. Um, they have all the harsh croaks and chuffs, but if you get them nice and close, they've got this incredibly complex um whistling, chittering uh, call that evolves. And uh, they they feed on uh, flax nectar, corfi flowers, um, even introduced um, urban, suburban um, decoration trees like cherry blossoms. So you'll get the tui um, in all the suburbia areas that are quite green um, throughout New Zealand, and it's a it's a bird that every New Zealander, every Kiwi knows and uh, loves. Again, Tristan, a bird that you're familiar with, or, or I, mean, I know you just said you did a study of the birds. You know, you know about the tui? Uh, I know about it very well. Um, funnily enough, uh, my family on the farm up in Mokubuskloof, um, we have uh, serviettes, like serviette packets, I think like 10 of them, all with <laughs> a painting of a tui, a tui on them. Um, it's, it's, I, I've got to make sure that all these exotic birds don't cloud my judgment, but, uh, it really is an incredible bird. And I mean, the, the just the, the feathers, the feathers on the bird are absolutely incredible. And I actually have, I, I quite enjoy uh, looking through bird calls on Xeno Canto and I've sat listening to the different repertoires that the, the Tui has. And it's just, it's, it's really, really a strange, strange bird. We are going to vote and looking at the bird, the Tui on uh, Birds of the World, just for people that are are, are, are are trying to find out. I actually did also to figure this out, just saying. The spelling is T-U-I and uh, yeah, beautiful species, very worthy candidates. We will now vote. Let me just put this in while we're talking. Uh, but again, fantastic bird. But again, I think a lot of the species, the it's not just the bird, it's the story around the bird that, you know, there's that almost that emotional attachment to the bird and that. So let's go for the Tui and we got the, the Tui versus the Sunbird. This is a very close one. Yeah, we vote very carefully because this could actually uh, win New Zealand the World Cup. So yeah, I'm going to have to go. So yeah, the votes are in. I think this was maybe a little bit through green glasses. <laughs> so we have voted, and the winner of this category is the Sunbird. So the score going into the last round is uh, two all. So yeah, this this game is going into extra time. Really cool. So Shane, you're gonna present your last species for the day, and this is where it's all at. This is the species that is going to decide the World Cup. Um, 2023 so yeah i hope you guys have got good choices tristan especially i hope you got some good choices and yeah uh, let's go for it shane your last species right on um we didn't go over the rules like particularly carefully and that's why i chose westland petrel instead of the the light-mantled sooty albatross which as a birder coming to new zealand unless you're going to get down onto those um, sub-antarctic islands or on one of the antarctic cruises it's unlikely to see. So a Westland petrel is more accessible. But uh, 
here's one that we didn't um, talk about the rules. I'm actually going for an extinct species because New Zealand is very short on diversity. Uh, um, as you mentioned at the opening, we've got just over 200 species compared to South Africa's 800. And uh, there's a good several dozen species that went extinct. So although there's no written record exactly um, of the plumage colors of the Haast's eagle, the largest eagle that's ever lived, it is genetically related to the Australian little eagle, which is a very dark brown color. So I'm going to uh, stretch uh, the description there. And the Haast eagle was the largest eagle to ever live. Um, I am a raptor fundi, a raptor uh, file rather, uh, absolutely passionate about birds of prey. And uh, New Zealand's a bit too colourful to be classed as a black bird. The New Zealand falcon, Kareria, is a bit too um, colourful to be classed as a black bird. So I thought I'd just mention that the Haast's eagle was existent in New Zealand right up until about 1,000 to 800 years ago. They were incredibly large and powerful. My, um, my research bird in South Africa, the African crowned eagle, females weigh up to four and a half kilograms. And they estimate that the Haas eagle was somewhere between 12 and 15 kilograms for a female. And uh, there are plenty of bones of moa, the flightless birds of New Zealand, who are also extinct, their primary prey where they have holes in their hip bones that line up perfectly to a Haas eagle grip. So these are eagles that could take down um, 50 to 200 kilogram flightless birds. Yeah, that's that's my last pick. Almost got like a vulture top head. It's like really like a powerful, powerful bird. Um, yeah, uh, again, Tristan, in a, a species that you you done any research into or is this uh, first time you've heard about it for you? Um, once again, uh, yes, definitely a bird I've heard about. Um, so just quickly moving away from New Zealand, um, there's a, there was a giant bird called an elephant bird on Madagascar, which went extinct, extinct obviously with the introduction of humans and all sorts. And that searching up that bird led me to search a bird species, which is obviously the species that Shane is mentioning, called the moa which is the primary or one of, one of the primary uh, prey species of the Haast eagle. And I, I think it's one of the greatest losts, losses to ornithology. Um, I mean, a, a 12 to 15 kilogram eagle is immense. That's, that's something unheard of. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I agree with coming with a with a, an extinct species, but it's definitely a good species. No, it's absolutely a fantastic species. Um, powerful, powerful. We didn't really go over the rules too much, so we will accept it. And yeah, uh, maybe it's a bit like Owen Farrell putting his leg out to trip one of the South African players. Might be one of those kind of moves, but uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, we will accept the the ref will accept it. The TMO said that it'll go through. So Tristan, let's go for your last species let's see if you can pull this out the bag the whole of south africa is waiting for you and yeah um instagram is waiting to see the speedos if you if you if you pull this out the bag so let's go for this feels like my whole life has uh, led up to this moment um okay so the, the bird that i'm going for doesn't compare to a to a human eating eagle um because it is easily one of our most diminutive species so the species i've chosen was actually 
put on the Bird Life South Africa's uh, Instagram page after I think it was after we beat France. Or it was either France or England, and they said green and gold, and uh, that that kind of stuck with me. I mean, even before we were talking about this podcast, I saw this post and I was like, "This is fantastic!" Like somebody should just make a whole Facebook feed of of all the different green and gold birds. I mean. It, it, it compare them to the different Springboks, and uh, I think honestly you could probably compare this one to to uh, Fluff the Clack because very diminutive bird, um, move around a lot very quickly, and very aggressive when birds that don't want their territory are around it. And so my bird, um, it may be it may be uh, probably the best one I've chosen today in my opinion because I love them so much is the Collared Sunbird. Um, I remember seeing my first one um, all the way back in 2014 at a place called the Wheelbarrow in Zanin. Um, I still have a photo of it on my Instagram. Seeing one, I was blown away. Um, I was watching Magpie Mannequins, seeing the color sunbird. My eyes were just going everywhere. Um, and there's, there's just no other bird that really epitomizes South Africa. We may be a fairly small country, not as small as New Zealand, but we've got a lot of character. Yeah, that's going to be a difficult one to beat so uh, Sh- uh shane again i think you would probably agree that's gonna be a, quite a tricky bird to beat uh yeah beautiful beautiful species eh? yeah definitely a really diminutive little um sunbird but so bright and when you do get to catch a good glimpse of them in in a garden at a nectar feeder or even in in some of the the coastal forests there um they also are one of the more sort of uh, easy to pick up on on the acoustic birding side. So you hear them all over the place. Um, good representation for for the green and gold. Yeah. So after five species, the champion bird, the bird that has decided who is going to win the World Cup 2023, the bird that could possibly put Tristan into a speedo doing some really weird stuff, <laughs> is the Collard Sunbird. So Collard Sunbird won 3-0. So South Africa have won 3-2. Uh, yeah, well done. Awesome, Tristan. Well done. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, I was a bit worried <laughs> towards the end there uh, because of that massive enigmatic eagle. But uh, yeah, you can always trust the small, cute little bird to take it. So yeah, just to, just to end off, Shane, you know, you might have pulled out a bit of a cheat code there at the end. Like we said, put the leg out. But... I think that one bird you chose there really highlights it a big part of why I did this episode. Firstly, I just love the fact that birds connect us. You know, you just you sing in Austria, Tristan. I've only got to know him because of birding sitting up, uh, you know, up in the, the another part of our country. I'm sitting down here in in KZN, and birds have connected us, and it's just been fantastic. But the one the, the message I'd like to end with is, you know, we've obviously spoken about these amazing species, South Africa beautiful species nearly you know we talk about more than 870 species a lot of them are endangered a lot of them are on the verge of extinction and we've got to celebrate birds from south africa and new zealand today but i think the message that we'd love to share and i think you know through you choosing your heart's eagle which is you know gone extinct is that we have a responsibility to to help conserve the the birds that we get to see i don't know uh, shane do you want to just maybe just share a little around that and then tristan after that yeah that's right um we lost the the giant eagle the Haas eagle and and i moved to south africa to study the african crowned eagle in durban and to understand this amazing phenomenon of, of living in the suburbs of durban and being able to experience 
a, a apex predator, um, incredible crowned eagles that hunt monkeys and antelopes. And yeah, um, I hope through the work that I do uh, in the city to inspire people to appreciate the crowned eagles and to find ways to reduce conflict um, and and have a permanent coexistence of uh, this urban biodiversity in a city of millions and millions of people. Um, and yeah, um, I've presented a talk for BirdLife South Africa on their conservation conversations about it and uh, really support all that BirdLife um, South Africa uh, are doing with the protection of, of birds in South Africa. Um, yeah, so firstly, I just want to add on to the, to the crown eagles. I mean, uh, I, can, I, can, I can't even imagine why people would uh, get into conflicts with these birds. I mean, obviously they do take pets and all sorts. Um, I actually stayed in Zimbali, wildlife estate, for, for quite a while. And uh, there it's a massive stronghold for crowned eagles. And uh, a lot of the times you'd have the juveniles coming and sitting on, on balconies and you'd be told, don't don't go near them, don't take photos, just chase them away because then they get acclimatized to people and then, um, yeah, causes causes big issues. But uh, in <clears throat> from, from my side, um, I think... It, well, it is important to look at all these very flashy, bright, colorful birds. Um, I would say very few of our birds in South Africa um, that are bright and flashy are really under a lot of stress. But we also need to, to create a lot of awareness around birds. Um, and, and namely now, I'm going to talk about uh, the Boerter's Lark. I think, according to my knowledge, the last known sighting of one was in March last year. And nobody really knows where they are, what's happening. Um, so there's there's a lot more awareness that needs to be made um, for for the the lesser known birds and your browner birds and your blackbirds <laughs> like that like the New Zealanders and that's where also I thought this conversation um, was 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 really great because we saw I mean it's not always the bright and colourful flashy birds overtaking um, the, the the blackbirds and the seabirds and all that um, there's a way more to it. Yeah, thanks, Shane and Tristan. It's been fantastic. This has been such a fun episode. What I would like to encourage everyone to do is you know like we said support bird life south africa you know there's that saying better together and each of us a little bit we can ensure that the birds that are around us are conserved i love the last bird that tristan chose the collared sunbird that's a bird that i get to see in my garden and for me it'll be so sad to see birds like that not around anymore so i do encourage people to support bird life south africa fantastic conservation organization yeah we can stand together just like we are coming together around the south african uh, rugby team we also encourage you to come around and look to conserve the species that are around you so shane tristan thank you so much for being on the birding life podcast kia ora, thank you yeah thanks adam thanks shane it's been a been a very fun time yeah thanks everybody and last word is <laughs> go boca i think it's the last thing we can say but thanks everybody chat next week thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's show we really appreciate your support if you have any comments or feedback on any of the episodes feel free to drop us an email on info at thebirdinglife.com or send us a message on any of our social media platforms. We would love to get to know you better. So until next time, be blessed and happy birding.